0: And if your business cannot support you when life is happening, you are not going to feel like you can be in your feminine because the feminine wants to feel supported when she's in her emotions. If the feminine is not feeling supported in her emotions, you are going to go into your masculine. You are going to be hustling. You are going to be pushing and you are going to burn yourself out in your business. Okay. What I'm about to tell you is of vital importance So I recommend that you literally stop what you're doing, but don't stop driving the car if you're driving the car. Just really focus and make sure that you put this in your calendar because I do not want anyone telling me that they were not aware that this was happening and then they missed out on claiming a space. So we have the final immersion tickets for this year coming out on Tuesday, like this coming Tuesday in what, like just under a week's time, depending obviously when you're listening to this episode, if you're listening to it live, then it's happening live. It is on Tuesday, the 5th of March at 9 a.m. EST. Now, if you are on the wait list, which would be a really good idea in this case, because we have only 10 tickets left for each venue, Paris and New York. Most of them were sold out last year. Uh, most of them were sold last year, sorry. On the wait, If you're on the wait list, you will get the link to buy your tickets the night before at 6 p.m. EST. So if you're on the wait list, you have that little bit of extra time. And honestly, the tickets could go by the time they're meant to be open the next morning because we only have 10 spaces left for New York and Paris. I am so excited to be doing two events this year. In-person is just like my favorite thing. You've heard me say it before, but if you're new here, maybe you don't know. In-person is another level. It's my favorite thing. So many of us are, create, are craving such a greater sense of community and sisterhood. And this is such a beautiful way to meet like-minded women that are not going to stab you in the back, that are going to fully love you, see you, support you. And you can have your conversations about the moon and chakras and candles and tarot cards candles, crystals, and t- on candles and tarot cards and food and fertility and energy and all those things and not feel judged by them at all, which I know a lot of you are craving. So tickets go out on Tuesday. The link for the website page is below so that you can review all of the details and get your credit card or your debit card ready. And um make sure you're on the wait list if you do want to grab your tickets earlier. Okay. If you have any questions that you want to ask before the tickets come out so that you are fully ready to just click by, you're also welcome to email us. Of course, always, always, always just email Olivia. Um, you can email her at support at monicayateshealth.com. That's it.com. <laughs> and just send her an email and she'll be able to help you. I'll jump in as needed if um she needs me to. Okay, let's get into the episode. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to another beautiful episode that we are diving into today. So for all of you business owners or for somebody that is starting out running a business, I'm excited to dive into some of your questions that you all left me on, well, maybe not all of you, but some of you left me on a a little Instagram question story, you know, those like little boxes that you put there. And what I always want to remind you guys of is even if you are far along in your business, even if you're making half a million dollars a year, but you're wanting to break through to make a million dollars a year or wherever you're at, there is always something to learn in somebody else's question. There is always something to learn from somebody else's experience. And this is the beauty of being in group containers a lot of the time is that somebody can ask a question and you never would have thought to ask this question. Because it's not your situation. But in the answer, there is something that just is like ding, ding, ding in your mind. And it can really change things for you. So being in a group with other like-minded people that have the same or similar goals as you, you'd be surprised how much it can elevate your own growth experience. So even if I'm answering a question that is really basic, like, you know, there's one question, like, how did I get my first clients? Even if you are seven years into your business like I am, there could be something that I share with you that could really give you a perspective swap um, or a, spe- a perspective shift that could allow you to welcome more clients with ease. For example, so let's dive in to today's Q and A episode. So, first question, which I'm very happy somebody asked this: um, What is one of the most important but undervalued things that you think people? Oh, did jelly doesn't really vomit? That you think people don't prioritize when growing their business. This is a little bit of a different one. Firstly, there are many really important things when growing your business one being the foundation so many people miss building a really strong foundation they get really excited about shiny object syndrome they get really focused on growth but what happens is if you grow very quickly which can happen these days if you go viral on social media i've had some clients i've had quite a few clients where they've grown really quickly in terms of um like social media growth like so vanity metrics right but they've grown really quickly in those vanity metrics and their actual business isn't set up to deal with this growth. And as a result, it can actually have like negative repercussions so the foundational aspect and I honestly think that this foundational aspect is more important now because it's so easy to go viral compared to like back in the day back in the day seven years ago back in the day back in the day when I built my business when I built my business and I had Instagram and stuff I mean yeah people went viral but it wasn't like it was nowadays it was not so easy to go viral Um, but now because it's so easy to go viral and so many more people are on social media and just like the algorithms have changed and reels exist. You know, when I started my business, I don't even, when I started my business, Instagram lives didn't even exist. And then when Instagram lives did exist, you couldn't save the Instagram lives. So things were different back then. And so we have to take into account that, you know, when I grew my business, I didn't prioritize in the beginning the foundations. And that was a negative thing that I did. So hence, I'm really passionate about being like, prioritize your foundations because I had to catch up and put in a lot of heavy lifting three, four, five, six years into my business versus, you know, learning from my mistakes, which is the whole point of hiring someone that's done what you want to do, is now when I'm, you know, working with people on their business. Every, like so much of what I'm doing now, I'm giving them and they're two years or three years into their business. And I'm telling them to do it now because you want to be saving yourself that time in six years so that you're not, you know, doing shit that you could have done three years ago. Um, so one piece is the foundational aspect, but what I want to actually share is about customer service. This is something that I really prioritize in our business. And so many of you and Thank You have given such beautiful feedback complimenting how incredible our customer service is. And my customer service angel, Olivia, is truly the best. It took me a very, very long time. It took me about six years to hire customer service. I mean, obviously, I didn't need it in the beginning of my business. And then I was really resistant to it for like two, three, four years when I actually needed it. So my previous assistants would do a lot of the uh, customer service for me where they could on more more so admin things. But when it came to people asking about programs or like this specific situation, I could not let go of it because it was so challenging for me to find somebody that would do just as good a job if not a better job than what I was doing now granted we also have to consider that in a lot of these situations depending on what your job is if it's really specific like mine is and you need to have some kind of background and knowledge and you need to be able to like be patient have a really warm tone of voice and like all those sorts of things you obviously can't just be hiring anybody so that's one thing to consider but for a lot of people with customer service you really can be hiring just somebody that's good at customer service if you if you have a product based business or you're wanting someone to do customer service for admin you know admin issues like oh my password's not working or the download isn't downloading anymore those sorts of things um that is easy to it is easy to hire that out obviously there's kind of like those i feel like you can split customer service into that really um like personal customer service, where you're wanting to have a really high touch point and a really, um, a really high level of quality, and then there's just kind of the basic customer service. So it took me a long time to kind of hand off that high quality customer service, um, but that is something that I am seeing so many people do a terrible job at. It's terrible. Whether you are in the service based industry, whether you are a coach, whether you sell online products, whether you sell online downloads, you know, whether you, you know, do something else like you're in the wedding industry or whatever it is, I cannot believe the kind of customer service that we're still experiencing today in terms of just the like in terms of just how bad it is, like how bad these services, how bad the communication is, how it's very clear that they have terrible operations on their end. And what you want to remember is if you are, you know, if you are asking someone to pay you a lot of money and really, it doesn't really matter how much money, if you are wanting to stand out in the industry, if you are wanting people to have a good experience with you, if you're wanting people to tell other people about you and to buy more of your programs, If someone does not have a good experience with you, they are not going to keep doing that, especially if they can go elsewhere. So for example, if you are a nutritionist and you're an online nutritionist and there's millions of other online nutritionists in the world, if you are giving horrendous customer service or just like mediocre customer service and you're not getting the client what they need, you're not answering their questions, you're not kind of doing that little bit of above and beyond or a lot of above and beyond... What that can result in is that it could result in you not re-signing a client or that client not telling their friend that also needs help to go to you. And now you've just lost business. People don't realize that the quality and the effort they put into customer service, it is linked to sales. I truly know that Olivia, my customer service angel, she's like the Victoria's Secret angel of customer service. She directly impacts our bottom line. She impacts revenue and she impacts sales now because she is the one that is speaking to so many of you. So sales aren't just on me. They're also on customer service, which is why I was resistant to hiring it out for so long. And it's also why it's important that you do it really, really well. So customer service, that is something that people don't speak enough about, especially in the kind of like online business space. Oh my God, there is a lady beetle that is walking across my screen right now. Lady beetles are like my one of my biggest signs, especially in my relationship. When my fiance and I first started dating, we would see them everywhere, lady beetles. So now when I see them, I'm like, one, how did you get in this room? They're in our house like all the time. And I'm like, how did you get into the bathroom or into the, like right now I'm in the podcast studio. I'm like, how are you in my podcast studio? Anyway. Um, so customer service, it's very under, um, it's not talked about in the industry. And I think people just don't even realize that it's such an important thing. People think about it more if they have like a product-based business. Um, But also for a service-based business, I think it's even more important for a service-based business because you really are having that human to human experience. You're not just buying a product and then like being like, okay, whatever, I got the product. It's this ongoing experience once someone's actually paid you. Okay. Um, next question is how did you get first clients? So like I was saying back in the day, it was, things were a little bit different, but I want to kind of make it, I want to answer this in a way that it doesn't matter what business you have. This is important. And this goes for getting your first clients. There are many things that are going to influence the speed at which you're able to get your first clients. And then more importantly, whether you sustain that speed or not. So obviously I've been in business for a very long time and now I'm, you know, booked out about six, seven months in advance. So, um, but that wasn't always the case. Getting my first clients, I wanna be really transparent because people think it's like some overnight success. It took me time. It did. I started my food blog. That's how this all started. My food blog started via Snapchat, by the way. And my food blog then turned into my Instagram page, and it turned into an actual blog. That is how this business started. So technically, my business started in 2015, but I say it started in 2017 because I was I wasn't doing what I do now in 2015. I was doing my food blog, and I was not making any money. Right? I was trying to, but I wasn't obviously, and so, not obviously, but I wasn't. I wasn't making any money. So when I started, I was building relationships and trust through consistently, keyword consistently, posting my food, my recipes, my meals, like my nutrition tips, blah, blah, blah. I was constantly posting that and sharing my journey, essentially, I meant some of you might have might, might have followed me back then. I went through my jaw surgery. I had a lot going on at that time, um, and so I was sharing my healing through my jaw surgery, through my ski accident. There was a couple of things back to back, um, and so that's how my business started. And I was really really passionate about that. Then it filtered into when I came off the pill and I lost my period for eighteen months. Then it filtered into talking about hormones and periods and fertility, and just understanding our cycle because I went to a quote unquote, really good private school and just had fear put into my mind about being a woman. I wasn't taught anything about my cycle. I was just taught that if you look at a boy, you're going to fall pregnant essentially. So all that fear obviously wasn't helping me getting, me getting my period back. It wasn't helping my, body feels safe in and of itself, I was very constantly, uh, a bit, very often like disconnected those sorts of like from my body um, and just numbed out. So I was talking then more about um, hormones and that led into the feminine energy piece, right? I really went down this rabbit hole of understanding everything. And I've always kind of, Uh, blended the psychology of everything in a lot of this work because I was really passionate about that. And I knew I didn't just want to be like a clinical nutritionist, um, which is why I swapped my bachelor from business marketing to, um, bachelor of, uh, nutrition. And then I was also doing my life coaching certification because I knew I wanted to bring in more than just sitting in a clinic and telling people how to eat because things weren't just, I knew things weren't just that black and white. Um, but getting those first clients, you know, I wouldn't say there was just this like, Oh, one thing. And then they started all coming through the door. But you know, I had a lot of clients once I started really showing up very consistently, but it took me fucking time. If you've read my story, if you know, kind of my business story, I'm, Burnt myself out really bad. I was pushing and pushing and trying to do absolutely everything and spreading myself so thin. I wasn't focused on just like a few things. I was trying to do absolutely everything and everything and uh, anything and everything. I was also recovering from my ski accident and I burnt myself out so badly that I just was like, fuck this. And I, that's when I then surrendered and realized, Oh, Maybe I need to like be in my feminine as well with business and not just like pushing and pushing and pushing and really being in my masculine and hustling all the time. And that's, that is literally where the feminine CEO was birthed. And I remember the exact walk I was on when I had this like whole epiphany that then birthed this whole program. But my point is, is that the getting of my first clients was nothing magical. It was very obvious. It was showing up consistently. It was building no like, and trust. It was literally building trust within my audience and showing them how good I was at my job. If people don't know that you're good, why the fuck are they going to hire you? They're not. People need to know that you're actually good at your job. And if you're not fucking showing up, if you are not being consistent with your information, with your education, with your resources, with your Instagram posts, with whatever it is that you're doing, why in the world would somebody even consider hiring you for the job, especially when you are starting out. Let me make this so effing clear, like so clear. I did, I kind of did an Instagram post on this the other day to really make this clear for anyone that's comparing themselves to people on business saying they run their business and they're feminine, quote unquote, but they're actually 10 years into business. Like, yeah, you have the privilege. So let me make this really clear. When you are starting your business out, if you think that you can just lay back, manifest and masturbate and meditate and clients will just start raining from the sky and knocking on your door. The chance of that happening, I mean, it's possible, of course, but the chance of that happening is so slim. And the chance of that happening consistently, you consistently getting clients coming in, in my, I'm sorry, in my view, is absolutely non-existent. That, that isn't how things work. You cannot just have this laid back, I'm only in receivership mentality when you are starting your business. When you've been in your business, when you've been working on your business for multiple years, and you have built that no like, and trust, and you have shown up consistently, then and only then do you feel that you get the privilege, and you will feel this when you are actually in this, right? You will then feel, oh. I can now really step into receivership. I really can work less. I really can, you know, just sit back and let my content do the talking and not be so actively showing up and still make money. The only reason that's possible is because like what I was saying before, you've built that strong foundation. But if you haven't built that strong foundation then you aren't going to feel like you can sit back and be in your feminine. Now, that doesn't mean that you need to burn yourself out in the beginning of running your business. It doesn't mean that you need to be super in your hyper-masculine, and it doesn't mean that you need to work 100 hours a day. But you will need to show up more than what you will in four years' time. I think that one of the biggest myths we see now on the internet is this idea that, you know. If you're an entrepreneur and you have your own business and whatnot, and you're, you know, working in your feminine, that you just get to switch your mind off, not give a fuck, and make a million dollars a year. For some, I'm sure that's an absolute thing. But the reality is, is that if you deeply care about your business, your business is your baby, your mind will never shut, shut off. It won't. And so, if you're trying to, in my opinion, if you are trying to build a business to just make a ton of money and be able to just switch your brain off, and it's like a service based business, I'm saying. I don't think that's a great thing to be doing because the reality of that happening is pretty slim. Now, it's different if your intention is to build a business that's like, you know, a product-based business or some other kind of service that you then sell. That's different, right? But for a lot of you, I know that you are wanting to build a coaching business or a service-based business where you are helping people. And I'm sorry, but your mind isn't going to switch off. And if you really can easily switch your mind off, my question is that, and I'm not saying that this is the case, but something to ask yourself is how invested you really are in your business and how much you really care. Because somebody else asked a question about staying disciplined and how do I stay so easily disciplined and showing up all the time and making all this content. And it's so easy for me because I love what I do. It is so easy for me to show up all the time. I want to show up. I want to give. I want to work. Because I love my job. It doesn't mean I want to burn out. It doesn't mean I want to work, you know, 14-hour days every day. But it absolutely does mean that sometimes I do. It does mean that sometimes I'm tired and I have to keep working. And it's not because I'm pushing myself. I genuinely want to because I am so committed to what it is that I'm doing. And I know that there is a lot of people these days that kind of get bought into what they see on social media And then they get into it and they're like, oh my God, this is so hard. And it's because they've kind of been told that it's just like so easy to run an online business. And it's so easy to just like, all you have to do is like do this and then be in your family or make heaps of money. And they get sold this idea. So they feel like they're doing something wrong because it's so hard when in reality, they're not doing anything wrong. It's just that building a business is work. It is hard. So if you're not wanting to put the effort in, then you're probably not cut out to be an entrepreneur. And I, there absolutely are people that are not cut out to be an entrepreneur. You either have it or you don't. I am a big believer in that. I've worked with a lot of people. I have hired a lot of people. You either have this like innovative, adaptable kind of persona where you are able to work a lot. You're able to have a like a high level of output and those things that are required to be an entrepreneur. You're able to pivot really easily. You're really creative in your mind or you don't. And if you don't, that doesn't mean that you're bad. And it actually doesn't mean that you can't run your own business, but you need to not lie to yourself and get really clear on what is your why, what is your goal, how are you wanting to work, because you may need to hire a lot of other people to begin with, and that might require funding, so that you can have that why and have that goal without you needing to be someone that you're not, right? So be someone that you're not. I mean, like, if you are... If you, if if to you, it feels like you're pushing, pushing and hustling because you're having to work a 10 hour day, then that's where I'm saying maybe you're trying to be someone that you're not versus if you're super invested and you love your business, you, you working 10 hours a day is a no brainer because it's not draining to you because it's literally giving you life force energy. If you working on your business and on your passion and on your purpose is giving you life force energy and you feel just electric, like electrifi- electrified, electrified, buy it, whatever the word is, and you just, you get more energy from it and you feel amplified by it. So that's a really good sign that you're doing what your purpose is and that you're not burning yourself out. But when you're pushing against yourself, that's where the burnout comes in, right? So I've had plenty of clients, plenty of clients that have burnt out, nothing to do with their business They've, or, or anything like that or their career. They've actually burnt out because of all of these open energy leaks in the background. They've burnt out because they are doing something that is literally against what their body is asking from them. So it could actually be that you are trying to build a business that is not a hundred percent a yes in your soul and you're just doing it because you think that doing it's going to make you money. And so as a result, of course, you're going to burn out because it doesn't, excuse me, feel easy for you. It feels like you're going against yourself in a way. So that was kind of a tangent, but. One that I think is needed for a lot of us to just remember to realign ourselves and to make sure that we are checking in with, is this lighting my soul on fire? And by the way, there are going to be days where it's not. There's going to be days where you want to throw in the towel. There's going to be days that you are questioning things and you're having a fucking meltdown. Don't worry about the 1%. But if 70% of the time you're really fucking happy, great. Every job has shit we hate. There's shit that I hate in my job. Of course there is. Right, So you're not looking for the 100 percent, you're looking for is the majority of the time, this lighting me up, because if it is, then great, you can stick at it for the long haul. But if it's not, you need to pivot. Pivot before you burn out, because you're doing something maybe to please somebody else, or maybe because you think it's going to make you a lot of money, and something that doesn't light you up, it's not going to make you a lot of money, because when shit is hard, you are not going to be able to push through. You're going to collapse, you're going to fail, which is why most businesses fail in the first three years. Because people can't stick it out, and the th- 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 those first three years is when things are hard. That first year it kind of feels euphoric, like oh my god. Second year it's like getting real. Maybe you're making a little bit of money. Third year is is it sustainable? The third year is are you able to keep making money? Are things continuing to grow, or was it was it just like that excitement of the second year, and now it's like things are plummeting again? So that third year is often when people throw in the towel and they don't keep pushing through. So I feel like that answers somebody else's question which was how to find the motivation and discipline required to do quote-unquote the things to get business started and grow. Everything that I just said should really answer that question in a way, right? The discipline, I mean, it's not discipline, it's desire. If you feel like you are needing some external discipline to like whip you into gear so that you start actually doing your business, Maybe that business isn't right for you. I obviously want to preface too, though, that of course, the the, the lack of discipline could be a lack of tools. It could be overwhelmed. I've had plenty of clients where they'll, I'll be like, okay, show me your list of things to do. Like, why aren't things getting done between last week and this week, right? And they'll lay out, they'll, they'll kind of read out their list of things to do. And I'm like, oh my God. And I literally will be able to take 70% off their list of things to do because they're doing things that aren't important right now. They're doing things that don't get a high enough ROI, or frankly, there needs to be steps done before they actually do that step. And so much of these, like that 70% that I crossed off their list that I just said to you, so much of that can come from um, being told things online, being told things on social media that's just not important right now. And like I was saying in last week's or the other week, the episode from like two weeks ago about authentic marketing, so much of what you can be told just online from these like two minute clips of a reel or this like little tiny caption Um, or whatnot, or like an email that just like gives you that, um, that shiny object syndrome, you then focus on something that isn't important to where you are in your business right now, right? Which is why in The Feminine CEO, I love having that telegram group there because it allows you to, when you join, be like, okay, Monica, I'm overwhelmed with everything I have to do. Here are the things I'm thinking I need to focus on here's where my business at and then I can here's where my, where my business is at and I can then give you direction of no do these three things and then come back to me because remember that a lot of the time we just can't see as clearly because we're in the thick of things but taking that step back or having somebody else that can see things more clearly rather than actually be in things and be emotionally attached to things, it allows you to just feel like, okay, I'm getting direction from somebody else that I trust, obviously. Obviously, that direction has to feel good for you. Maybe your ego is a bit resistant at first, because maybe you're a little bit stubborn, aren't we all, especially as a business owner. But it allows you just to just feel like you're getting support elsewhere from someone that has obviously done the thing before. Before you have, right? So, of course, sometimes that piece of "I'm not disciplined" can actually come from "I'm really fucking overwhelmed," and then often that overwhelm is because there is a lack of clarity and a lack of direction and a lack of, um, like uh, support that is required to grow a business because things can feel very lonely growing a business and very overwhelming, especially with the amount of information online. It's a pro that there's so much information online. Definitely, that is like a beautiful thing that we have access to nowadays. No more having to like go to a library and open up a book, but it's also a con because then we think that there are so many things to be doing and we don't focus. And I'm saying this from my own experience because I have suffered in the past, suffered from shiny object syndrome. Those that don't know shiny object syndrome, shiny object syndrome is basically like anything shiny, glittery, new, exciting, like a new idea or a new email. Somebody like shares a post on like this new thing and you should start doing this for your business. It's like everything important just goes out of your brain and now you're fixated on that and you're putting all your energy and staying up till 1am, you know, building this new fucking program that you don't need and then basically it's like you just get so like sucked into this shiny object that you forget what's actually important. And very often the shiny object that you've put your effort in, effort to doesn't actually pay off because you've moved too quickly. You haven't thought thoroughly. There's like mistakes in it. Basically, like you haven't done things correctly because you've been too excited. Excitement is good, but you also want to be able to balance that excitement with with proper action and like some of that masculine structure. So that's kind of a bit on the discipline piece. So hopefully that's helpful. How do you stay balanced? My business, my business work always takes longer than I expect. And it's hard for me to step away from. So a couple of things, this totally depends on where you are in your business. If you're six years on and you're not able to, I don't want to use the word balance because there's never, I mean, Balance is subjective, right? How you perceive balance is different to how I perceive balance. So that's the first thing. Balance is subjective. But what I do want to say is that being able to prioritize is very important. If you're four, if you're three, four, five, six, seven, et cetera, years into your business and you aren't able to prioritize yet, this is something that you absolutely need to focus on or you need some. Um, education and tools and help to then learn what it like what you need to be prioritizing because half the time we don't even know what we need to be prioritizing so we just we just then prioritize fucking everything which is not a good idea either so if things are always taking longer than you expect number one maybe there is a mismatch on your time management that needs to be worked on another thing could be that maybe you are Struggling a little bit from being a perfectionist on things that don't need to be perfect. It could also be, though, are you spending too much time on things that aren't actually moving the needle? It's that whole quote of like 20% of your actions yields 80% of the results. And so many people will focus on shit that isn't actually giving them results. And there's many different reasons for this. So I'm not going to get into that. But the point is, is that as hard as it can be, sometimes you do want to focus on the things that are actually giving you the greatest results, because otherwise you are expending all this energy on shit that isn't actually moving the needle. And that can then feel like that feels more so like you are not prioritized that, that sorry, that feels more so like you're not being balanced. Okay. So figuring out what balance actually is for you is a really important thing and understanding how that would feel because balance is subjective. So how I always, how, like, to, to kind of come back to your question, like how do I stay balanced? Well, I don't is the number one, but I'm able to prioritize. Balance looks different for me every week, every day. It really does. I go through seasons all the time, seasons of business, seasons personally and whatnot. Last week when I'm, so at the time of this recording, last week we were in Italy and, um not Italy and Rome, France. And Italy. (laughs) We went skiing in France and then we were in Rome for wedding stuff. And I wasn't spending very many hours on my business. I was focusing on my clients. So I took my clients every evening and then I was doing like the little bit of admin work that I could, but I didn't feel like I was balanced. So for me I didn't feel balanced. I feel balanced when I feel like I'm able to have a productive day at work, get what I want done, I'm able to close a bunch of tabs in my head and then I'm able to enjoy social time, evening cooking, gardening, horse riding, like the things that I love doing. I'm able to exercise in the morning, those sorts of things. So it, there's so many things that are going to influence your feeling of balance. Um and so being really gracious and patient with yourself and realizing that you're never going to feel balanced 100% of the time. So let's just take that expectation off ourselves. Straight way. Instead, for me, it's about having the tools and the structure in my business to allow me to feel more balanced. So if I didn't have some of the tools and structure that would help me to be consistently showing up, let's say online in my emails, on my Instagram, whilst we're away, that would literally make me feel so derailed because I want to show up consistently. I want to give you guys value. And if I don't have, if I didn't have that structure, which I give you guys all of how I do everything, especially when traveling and things are really busy or you have personal shit going on in your life, I give you that all in the feminine CEO and two really good modules. and and we're doing a new module as well that will come out probably, uh, July time. You guys will be able to join live. If you're in the feminine CEO on everything that we, that I am doing and that we have been doing as a team really for the last, at that point, nearly two years to set me up for being able to take two months completely off for my wedding. Like not just like, Oh, I'm here as needed, completely off. Never been this off before in my life. And then also setting up for, um, pregnancy and motherhood. So that will be like some big modules that you guys will get, but there's already two modules that you can dive into everything that I'm doing right now, because having these structures and this masculine kind of, um, these masculine like systems really. And, uh, what's the word, whatever, just masculine systems. It allows me to feel more balanced when I'm away because I know the things that are moving the needle, I getting done which allows my brain to just be a little bit calmer. And for a lot of us, what makes us feel imbalanced with our business and our personal life is when we feel like the things that are important in our business are not getting done. Now, one, some of us don't even know what's important in our business. And then two, we don't know how to continue to get those things done that are important in our business when life is happening. And if your business cannot support you when life is happening, you are not going to feel like you can be in your feminine because the feminine wants to feel supported when she's in her emotions. If the feminine is not feeling supported in her emotions, you are going to go into your masculine, you are going to be hustling, you are going to be pushing and you are going to burn yourself out in your business, right? So by having the masculine structure and frameworks and automations and systems in a way that feel good, in a way that support your feminine, right? That is going to allow your feminine to thrive, to come out, and you will feel like you're operating from your feminine in your business. You will not feel like you're operating from your masculine, which is such a beautiful thing. And that feminine magnetism that allows for the authentic marketing, that allows for the easy sales, that allows people to feel magnetized um, by you, that is going to shine more when you have that masculine structure and that sense of quote unquote balance, right? Which changes every day, every week. Like we have cycles when you're traveling different seasons of life, those kinds of things. All right, let's do one more question. And then I am going to answer more on an Instagram Live that either is already out by the time this is up, so we'll put the link below if it's already out, or it'll be coming in the next few days once this is out before the Feminine CEO goes up in price on March 1. So if you want to make sure that you get the Feminine CEO with, with the access to be able to come to the new three live modules and you want to get it at the current price, make sure that you are joining before. February 29th, midnight EST time, because then after that, the price will be increasing. So let me go through this one last question, and then I'm going to answer more, like I said before, in the next episode Instagram live that I will do. Okay, so how to grow bigger, be seen, and know more. So the first thing that I want to say is that if you want to be so fucking successful, you need to have a student mind. You need to drop your ego, and it ain't always easy. You need to be ahead of the times, and you need to really be aware of when there's resistance coming up around kind of doing something new or investing in something new or, you know, like resistance towards new technology or whatever it is, and you've got to do the digging in it. I recently, and we'll, I'll talk about this later, I recently invested in something for our business that I know is going to take it to the next level. I know that I've got to stay ahead of the game with this. And there was resistance around it. There was resistance. But a lot of the resistance came from a lack of education. And so I was making up these things in my head around these, um, you know, just the new technology that's coming out and like the ways that you have to stay ahead with AI and like all that kind of stuff coming out these days. Because for me, what's so important is authenticity. And I just thought that if we start relying, not relying, but if we start using AI, if we start upping technology and whatnot, that we're going to lose this really high quality touch point. I'm going to lose the authenticity. I'm going to lose the connection with you guys. and. I had to sit with the resistance and I had to remind myself, which is so important, that you need to have a student mindset and you always have agency over things. So learning something or investing in a program or a mentor or a software doesn't mean that you have to fucking use it. You're the boss. You're the founder. You're the CEO. You get the final say. So if you don't want to do something, you don't have to do something. But at the same time, if you want to keep growing, if you want to be bigger, if you want to be seen more, you've got to stay ahead you've got to continue to learn, continue to educate yourself, continue to grow. You've got to keep pushing the edges and not just pushing the edges in regards to the industry you're you're in and pushing the edges in regards to the things that you talk about, but pushing your own internal edges. And this has been something that I've not struggled with over the last couple of years, but what I've found in the last few years is that I've found that for me it's felt hard to push my edges in a really big way compared to when I first started my business because I haven't found anything or anyone that has felt like this giant push. Now, there's been big edge like pushes in regards to my book, but because that's so new, it, that's like a whole new sector of my business. I, I'm kind of leaving that separate in a way, but there's been nothing for my business that's felt like this massive push that really has extended me um like extended my ego in a way and also my bank account. But, I've, but I have done this recent push um, in the last month that has been a push and something that I had resistance to in my ego. But through education, I was able to realize that I was making the complete incorrect assumptions about it. And to really remind myself that when I'm learning anything new, when I'm implementing anything new in my business to allow me to grow, to be seen, to actually help more, to serve more, to literally... Uh, allow more innovation and to implement things that will ensure that more of you are getting what you need. So I'm able to actually help more of you. What was I saying? Oh my God. I like we're on the longest fucking sentence of adjectives that now I don't even know what I was saying. My point is, is that I actually was able to learn that through this, I'm actually getting my goal. And in all of this, I still have agency over it, right? I still get the final say. I'm not letting somebody come in and just do whatever the fuck they want. And even I've had to learn, for example, that even if I, you know, I have got this new like CPA and he's fucking great and, um, like massive big thinker, he works with very, um, big names. And I obviously have a very complex case just because I'm like a citizen of multiple countries, but I live in the U S and I'm marrying whatever it's a whole fucking thing. Um, anyway, very complicated. And, um, and you know, the first thing that he was kind of saying, saying to us was, you know, like you, you should have the goal of selling the business. And I'm like, absolutely fucking not. And he, and I really had to, he really had to explain to me and I knew this, but sometimes just really getting the education of what does that even mean for example what does it even mean to sell your business it doesn't necessarily mean that you lose all agency right but it does mean that they they could kick me off the board if they wanted to kick me off the board but I have to remember well it's like well it's my face so if you don't have me you don't have a fucking business so just sometimes like giving yourself these pep talks of reminding yourself that you are still running the show so trying out new things, investing in new things, really pushing your edges. At the end of the day, what is the worst that's going to happen? The worst that's going to happen is, okay, you've spent 10 grand or you've spent five grand or you've spent 20 grand and you've decided that you actually don't want to go ahead with the thing. Cool. But at least, you know, you fucking tried and at least you're able to make that no decision with a hundred percent certainty and really having giving it a shot versus wondering, what if I did that thing? What if I implemented that new software? What if I did invest in this new thing and it actually could have changed everything? I don't want to have a bunch of what ifs and then feel like, damn it, if my if I didn't fucking let my ego get in the way, I could have been three years ahead of everybody else, but I let myself fall behind because I was literally resistant. I don't want internal resistance, which isn't coming from intuition, by the way, it's coming from ego and from my head and from fears and just like, Stupid shit that I'm making up that isn't real. I don't want internal resistance to make me resent myself, right? That to me is not good enough of a reason. And what some people do is they feel internal resistance and then they don't go into it. And now you've lost versus feeling internal resistance, going into it, learning, educating. Maybe it's still a risk, but guess what, everyone? Statistics show that the businesses that make the most risks. Are the most successful because if you make no risks guess what you don't find the one thing that blows your business up but if you made 10 risks this year and one of them worked that one risk it kind of like alleviates from the other nine if that makes sense but if you never take those risks if you never take those jumps Your business won't necessarily blow up. I mean, it still can, but it won't necessarily blow up and not nearly as quickly. But in taking those risks, it's that reminder of like, well, what is really the worst that could happen? And would my business be okay? And 99% of the time, your business would be completely fine because you are still getting that tick of approval. And the beauty of being a woman is that we have that intuition and being able to discern between your ego, even in business, and your intuition is such an amazing tool for you to have so that you can make sure that your your ego is setting itself aside or you are fucking setting it aside and you are leading with your intuition even when things feel so fucking hard and when you have resistance towards new things. New things, especially with technology coming out and all these crazy things, right? But reminding yourself that you can make it your own. And in any investment... You are not being forced to do anything. No one can force you to do anything. So, how to grow bigger, be seen and know more. My answer is take some fucking risks this year. That's what I'm doing. One of my intentions was this this year, obviously, it was like quantum growth and quantum leaping and like all the big things that I want to manifest and doubling our our um our revenue as a business and all those sorts of things. Um that was one of my goals. But one of my goals kind of in that was I want some risks to come up. I feel like I haven't had anything in front of me that's felt fucking risky and like exciting and like, ooh, okay, let's just fucking try this out. There's been nothing in the last few years. I felt like it's just been boring in regards to potential investments that I can do to take things to the next level. Um and this year I was like, give me some fucking things universe. And obviously the last couple of years I've had other priorities. So that's also why I know that I haven't been given something in front of me because there's been other priorities that are more important. And those other priorities that were more important have now allowed me to take this risk that we're taking that I know is going to pay off. And we have the foundations to then support the business when this pays off and blows up. And we're actually ready to invest in this thing and to take this risk. So very exciting things happening over here. Of course, I will be telling you guys as we go and if you don't know, um, a lot of them, like every time I I really integrate something into the business and it really works, um, about six months to a year later, I then put a module out. I make sure that it's really, really implemented so I can give you everything. And it's kind of like tried and tested. I put a new module out in the Feminine CEO so that you guys can be learning from me. So you really can't outgrow the Feminine CEO because as I keep growing, I put more in, which allows you to keep growing as well. So it's literally the gift that keeps on giving. And it is such a Bible for business. If you are a woman desiring to have a business that really fills and supports your feminine soul. Okay. I'm going to leave the episode here. Make sure that you guys have enrolled to the Breaking Your Business Ceilings free masterclass, because you do not want to miss that. And make sure that you join the Feminine CEO. Before the end of March, if you want to gain access to come to the live modules so that I can make sure I answer your questions for your specific business in a way that you exactly need so it feels really tangible and really hands-on and actionable for you. Of course, if you don't join in that time frame, that's okay. You can still join the Feminine CEO and you will get those live modules in the Kajabi portal so you can still watch them as well. It just, you know, you're not coming live so you can't ask your questions kind of thing, but you still obviously get all of the incredible information and you get the new modules that are being released further in the year because... I have a list of about six other modules that will be coming to coming to which is super exciting and you've got plenty to start with I mean you have about 28 hours plus these extra three hours of live calls so what like 31 hours of modules to get through so I really doubt you're going to be like pinging me like one of the new ones because you have plenty of things to be watching implementing trialing and testing and you also have your one-on-one with me so lots of things to keep you guys busy I will see you all in the next episode